Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching National Treasure, uh, the movie with Nicolas Cage. I, you know, I, you know, sometimes they they name like these movies, and then it turns out there's like a documentary or like another movie attached to it. So like, I just want to be clear: this is National Treasure, the first one with Nicolas Cage. Anyways. I really like this movie. I remember, I mean, I didn't even watch the first movie of, like, this whole thing. I mean, there's only two movies, but, like, I watched the second one first because I didn't know. Well, let me clarify, all right? The second movie had already come out, and I didn't know there was a first one. I just thought, you know, it's National Treasure whatever, right? So I just thought, I don't know why. I just, I don't know how I didn't piece together the clues myself when I was a kid, that, like, this is a second part to this. Um, but anyways, the first movie, this is what we're here to talk about. So it starts off with Ben Gates, played by Nicolas Cage. And I just gotta say, dude, Nick Cage, man, he knows how to do it, man. I, you know, it, this is the movie that I, like, kind of found him on. Like, this is the this is the whole reason, like, I'm such a big fan of his, is that, like, I kind of really liked these movies i liked his i just found him so funny and charismatic in these movies and um you know since then i've seen his other work and for some reason that i think it's nostalgia for me but like these these national treasure movies man they they just spark some sort of like kid in me again and it just like makes me interested in history again it makes me want to be a treasure hunter a figure out puzzles just like stuff like that i think is so is so cool you know um and since i came back from new york and i went to all of those museums and i feel like i didn't really get to uh what's it called i didn't really get to absorb all of that history or i didn't get to like see every little single thing that was in there because you know you got you're moving around you're trying to get through you know see all of the all of the big things, and it's just kind of difficult to... Because you'll be there for hours and hours and hours if you read every single thing. And that'll just be like one exhibit, you know what I mean? So instead of being a part of that, I think it's a lot better to kind of find something that you really like, skim through it a bit, or try to like focus on that, and then go to like another exhibit. So I feel like I, uh, I, I enjoyed the history lesson of it. I just feel a bit like... Oh no, like I missed a piece of it. And watching these movies makes me remember or makes me think of like, there is a whole history to it. There's a whole explanation. There's a whole something happened in the past that is left for us to discover something. And I found that so cool. So anyways, the movie and spoilers for this movie. You know, if, if you haven't watched it yet, and and they and they came out with some little National Treasure TV show on Disney Plus, they didn't even bring back Nick Cage for that. I just feel like it was such a big sl- punch in the gut, like a big slap in the face to to everybody who who loved those movies, including myself. I was just like, just give us what we want. We want Nick Cage. We want a National Treasure three. Like, do it. You know. So, anyways, gosh. We get into Ben Gates, played by Nicolas Cage, and we kind of see his devotion to history, to treasure hunting, to uh, 
learning or, or, or finding certain treasures from his grandfather. And his dad is kind of like, he's into it too, but he's more of a realist. He's more of like, you're going to waste your life if you do this. Do not do it. It is a waste of time. And you're going to end up like me, a failure. You know, you're going to end up like me, divorced. You're going to end up like me, just like completely alone with nothing but old pages and books and ideas about history. So Gates is like, he's a lot, he's really into it and he's dedicated and he's like, no, I'm, I want to do this because I love history because I know that there's treasure out there. You just have to be out there and find it to see it. So he begins with like a crew of his and they're somewhere uh, somewhere cold. I know that much. They're somewhere cold and they're trying to find some thing. They're trying to find something out there in the in the cold terrain. I don't know if it's the I don't know where it is exactly. I don't think it's like Antarctica, but I think it's somewhere maybe Alaska. I, I forget where, where it is exactly, but He's out there. Long story short, he's out there and he's in like this snowy terrain. And it's there that him and his crew find the Charlotte, which is a ship that would bring in, I don't know, uh, it's a ship, essentially. It's, a, it's an old ship. And inside of the ship, they believe there's, a, there's treasure, there's hidden treasure or gold and coins and all of that good stuff, jewels and whatever, right? Well, they get to the Charlotte and they find some puzzle pieces. They find some like some cool antiques. They find like this really nice thing, but it's not, you know, it's not anything. It's pretty much, it's just another clue. It's just another clue. They never found the treasure. And because they didn't find the treasure, they're more so like, Ugh, you know, like there's another step, there's another thing onto it. And his teammates or, you know, his his fellow crew members are kind of like, no, I need the treasure now. You know, they can become very greedy. And that's when they double cross him and they and they essentially take uh, some of the knowledge or some of the things with them. And then they dude, the Charlotte explodes. OK, I, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm just trying to give you the, the quick scoop on this. OK. The whole thing explodes. And now, normally you would think like, oh, like, you, you can survive if you get out of the ship, right? But apparently, Nick Cage and his friend Riley, uh, Ben, I'm, a, I'm just calling Nick Cage Ben now, Ben Gates. Ben Gates and his friend Riley uh, hide in like another bunker of the ship and they duck under there and the ship explodes like crazy and... You know, I don't know how good that bunker is. It's a really old ship. It's really decayed. I just, I feel like they should have died, but, you know, they live. And they're just left stranded out there in the cold. So it's not like they have anybody to call or, like, there's anything to, like, really do. They're stuck out there. So it just feels like a lot has gone wrong. So anyways... While they were on the ship, before the whole double cross thing, Ben Gates figures out that 
the first step, or well, they find a clue of like a letter that tells them the next clue. And the clue insinuates, or it, it tries to tell us that the way to find the treasure is from the Declaration of Independence. And he believes that there's a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. And, uh, well, he wants to, he wants to take the, he, he wants the Declaration of Independence, so that way it will give him the treasure map, and that treasure map will lead him to the treasure, essentially. But it's not just like a regular map, it's a, it's a hidden map. So you know how, like, you would do those, you know, as a kid, you would buy, they would sell at the Scholastic Book Fair these, like, UV pens or these, like, invisible markers. And then, like, you put a UV on it and you can see the hidden message. It's like that, but on the back of the U.S. Con uh, of the, on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So he tells this to his foes and they double-cross him again. They explode the ship, whatnot, and they're going to take the Declaration of Independence. So Ben and Riley decide we're going to take it first. They're going to try to steal it and like get the map, which I can't allow because that's wrong. So I'm going to steal it instead, borrow it, give it back, and everything will be good. So that's essentially where we're at. So Ben and Riley have to come up with this whole plan for Ben to sneak into the archive room where they put the Declaration of Independence and then steal it. They they steal it. And in the in, in between all of this, there's a there's a history curator. I forget what her name name is, but like she's the blonde of the movie. You know what I mean? She's she's the woman of the movie. Um and she's kind of like the love interest, so to speak, but She's the love interest, and because of that, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna say it. She's very annoying. She's very annoying, and I don't. I mean, she's annoying in a in a like in a reasonable sense. You know what I mean? Like somebody has to has to freak out so that way the rest of them kind of like know what they're into, right? So. If I said, like, let's go rob a bank, you know, somebody has to kind of be like, no, stop, what you're doing is wrong. But then, like, kind of still go through with the bank robbery or the heist or whatnot, just to keep things fair. So anyways, Ben and Riley steal the Declaration of Independence, but they're not alone. And they have some, and their foes are there to get, the, get it at the same time. So they get them. And they think they've stolen the Declaration of Independence, but it's actually a fake. And with that, uh, they try to not kill the lady, the blonde girl, but they put her in danger. And Ben decides to bring her along for the ride, essentially. And that's how she becomes a part of the crew. That's how she becomes a part of their team. So, eventually, they go to Ben's dad's house, and they 
do lab experiments on the back of the Declaration of Independence. And because of that, they notice there is a map on the back of it. And there's kind of like a a wonder between Ben and the blonde girl where they're kind of like, oh, uh, Abigail, Abigail. There's kind of like this connection between the two of them because they both love history. They're both really smart about it. And they just, they connect like that, you know? So his dad is kind of like, all right, what are we doing here? He picks up the the letter, the the Declaration of Independence. And he's kind of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you would think like the whole thing would just shatter and just like d- turn into dust. But actually it just, it's, um, it's fine. They treat it like a, a regular piece of paper. So anyways, Ben needs these do-good letters from that his father has and his father ends up saying well like no I don't have them I gave them away and Ben is like no dad how could you so now they have to go to the place where he donated the do-good letters and by going to the do-good letters it'll decode a cipher that they got from the back of the Declaration of Independence. So the clue they found on the back of the Declaration of Independence were numbers, a bunch of numbers, and like a, in, in a coded way. So it'd be like one, three, five, seven. And you would think that's odd numbers, but it's actually like first page, third word, fifth letter, seventh line, or something like that. You know what I mean? So... That's that's how they that's how they do it. I forget what the name of that that code is, but whatever. And that will give them a cipher, and they give them a bunch of numbers. So they go to that place, and the key word is stow, and that's when Riley figures out that it's about the Liberty Bell. So they have to go to the Liberty Bell, or where the original Liberty Bell was, because the Actual Liberty Bell is taken down from where it used to be and put on display for like tourists and like as a museum kind of thing. So they go out there to the top of it and they figure out and they find the clue. Uh, No, no, the clue takes them there and then Ben finds these glasses and these glasses are supposedly crafted by Benjamin Franklin and they're supposed to help him see on the back of the Declaration of Independence. So he takes a look at the back of the Declaration of Independence and he sees. I mean, it's nuts. It, you know, you, you, it's this is where it's like, this is where I agree with people like, all right, this is a little far fetched, you know doing lab experiments on the Declaration of Independence, first of all, but like, then it's, he puts on these glasses and all of a sudden it's like 3D, you know, it's, it's like, it's like uh, Spy Kids 3D where the whole world becomes the game, you know what I mean? It's just, it's nuts. So anyways, he sees the back of the Declaration of Independence and it turns out there's another part to it. So... Now that they have these glasses, they have to escape the bad guys who are chasing after them and the and the treasure as well. So now Ben is and uh, Riley and Abigail split up, and they run away. 
And wouldn't you know it, Riley and Abigail fail, and they get the Declaration of Independence taken from them. And because of that, uh, Ben essentially gets arrested by the FBI, Secret Service, you know, whoever is in charge, FBI, let's just say FBI. And they set up a meeting with the real bad guy, his his uh, his crew member who betrayed him, and he's working with the FBI now to catch him and get the Declaration of Independence back, and it becomes a whole thing. But Ben then essentially turns against his deal with the FBI to figure out the rest of the treasure with his crew member and get the Declaration of Independence back. And now Ben feels like he has all the cards, or Abigail and Riley do, because they have the glasses. They have... They kind of have what? Um, no. Actually, they have all the leverage because they know... Update the kidnapped Ben. They know that they're wanted criminals, and they can contact the FBI if they ever do anything to to double cross them again. But they don't hold all the cards in the end because they have kidnapped. Um, well, basically, they kidnapped Ben's father, and I just have to say the reason that. Parents should not be allowed to, you know, it's just, it's, they shouldn't be able to fight crime alongside you. You know what I mean? Like, this is how people get really, this is what holds some people back a lot of the times is that like, there's always that one person, there's always that one thing that gets in the way. It's never like a clean, like clear fight, right? It's always like somebody gets the upper hand, somebody takes a hostage, somebody does this, somebody does that. Now, oftentimes you're like, all right, they just pull a random civilian and, you know, you, you're a good, kind-hearted person and you don't want them to die. But at the same time, if they do die, you know, if this random civilian does die, it's kind of like, you know, that's sad but there was no real connection between them anyways. You know what I mean? It just it just feels like sometimes they they bring in a family member to really put leverage over them and and I guess that works, you know. That's how that's how they get leverage over anybody. But that's kind of like my point is that like once family gets involved in your like your your hobbies, so to speak, uh it becomes really difficult to to enjoy the dangers and the thrills, you know, because their life is at risk. So, whatever. They kidnap his dad and now they're all together for the for the final showdown and they go to this church uh in New York. I I forget I forget the name of the church. Darn it. But whatever. They go to this church in New York. And because of that, they they have to go in search of the treasure. And they essentially break in to like um So there's an entrance in the kind of where they bury people. I forget I don't know I don't know what that's called, but it's like it's just like a tomb. 
let's just say a tomb for now. There's a tomb, they break in, and they go in there, and they find, like, this whole underground, like, labyrinth, this, this, like, whole constructed thing. And because of that, they break into it, and they go start looking for the treasure down there. And they get down to some sort of contraption. They find this room, and it's a dead end. It's empty. And Ben is essentially kind of freaking out. He's like, this is it. This is over. And the and the guy, the bad guy, is like, I need answers. He points the gun at everybody in the room, and he's just like, tell me what the next clue is. You know, there has to be more. And Ben is like, there is no more. But then his dad chimes in. He's like, all right. I'll tell you. And then Ben is like, don't do it, father. And he's like, the status quo has changed in my son. And he goes, and he tells him some historical mumbo jumbo that's not actually true. And this guy, he's not a he's not a historian like they are. So he can't tell if they're lying or bluffing. So long story short, they lie to him. So that way he leaves and leaves them over there. Uh, which kind of leaves them stranded, kind of not, but it gives them the time to plan a getaway or it buys them time to survive, so to speak. So they get away and Ben Gates and his crew and friends, they find the treasure. Like simple, you know, not, not as simple as that, but like it was just little tiny stuff that had to build up to that moment so the one of the antiques or one of the kind of like things he took from the charlotte uh ends up being a key thing in the in the end and he was able to use it to find the treasure after all so once they find the treasure, it's all gold, it's statues, it's medallions, it's just a bunch of treasure. And they find an escape route and they go to the FBI and they're just like, we don't want to go to prison for doing anything wrong. And the FBI is like, somebody has to go to prison. And Ben Gates is like, I know exactly who. Let's go, let's go to, let's go to Boston and see some of my old friends. So that's, that's what happens. They, they take the FBI, they find the treasure, they get the FBI and they go like, Hey, let's go over to, um, let's go over to Boston and arrest the bad, the real bad guys. I mean, I know I stole the declaration of independence and I turned our backs on our deal, but like. I'm the good guy in all this, you know. I wanted to find the treasure and steal the Declaration of Independence to do that, you know. And I tried telling the authorities, but they didn't believe me. So, what was I supposed to do? So, anyways, the bad guys go to prison. Ben Gates is the founder of the treasure. And get this, get this, get this, guys. This treasure that he found is supposedly worth... Ten billion dollars. Ten billion dollars, this treasure. Now, I know what you're thinking. 
10 billion dollars that is that is nuts there's no way that they just you know 10 billion dollars worth of treasure down there you know i mean i would agree with you that that stuff is probably really only worth 3 billion you know maybe maybe 3 billion at best right but they they put a price point on it and they said 10 billion now they offered ben gates 10% of that finding. So $10 billion, he gets 10% of that. Now that's that's great. But he actually uh, turned down that deal and got like some sort of other deal. I don't know, dude. I, I, I really don't understand it. He could have had so much money. So much money. But anyways, he turns it down and Riley gets 1%. And with that 1%, he buys a Ferrari. And I'm just like, so happy for that guy, man. Really happy for him. So in the end, when you're watching National Treasure, try not, to, you know, just enjoy the history of it. And uh, don't, don't think too much about the details. Otherwise, it will take you out of it. It will kind of be like, well, this is absurd. This is nuts. And the whole thing is nuts. The whole thing is kind of like, okay, you know, this would happen in real life, but just for the, you know, just enjoy the movie, right? Like when you're watching National Treasure, just be along for the ride. Be a puzzle solver. Because that's that's what this is really all about. It's really about the journey. It's really about solving the puzzles. It's really about figuring out the clues. Like that's what I like about this movie is like the the riddles and the clues and the whole thing of it, right? And it's like people at the top of their game historically, that can figure all of this out, you know, real historians who can learn about all of this. And I, I think that's so, I think that's the best part of it all. So yeah, in the end, when you're watching National Treasure, just buckle up and get ready for some, some grade A history. Yeah. But other than that, I really think that overall this movie you know, nostalgia aside, this movie is just a great popcorn movie. It's really just a, a fun little escape, or it's kind of just like a nice little... It's a nice history lesson. It's a nice, funny kind of way of, of going about it, but it's it really is... It feels like a, a treasure hunting movie. It, and it is, but it's just like... You don't see a lot of those unless it's like maybe pirates connected to it or whatnot. And I wish they, they had more of these kind of movies, more of these kind of like historical fiction kind of deal where it's like there's a treasure attached to it and there's a way to like figure out the clues. You know, stuff like that I think is so cool and neat. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys all next time. And thank you so much for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for uh participating in this in this podcast it's it's so much fun to to see people watching it or to see like viewership go up it just it, it really means a lot so thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you guys all next time thank you <laughs>